these years taught you nothing? Men achieve greatness when they have freedom. Freedom to fail if necessary, but freedom. I want a noble future for the human race. Is this so wrong? No! But it will not be achieved with potions and drugs. Or men obeying your every command even to the death. I'm Keith. I'm Kyle. This is Eamon. And welcome to the Highlander Rewatched podcast, um, where we watch every episode of Highlander the series and talk about it. Um, this is uh, season one, episode three. Um, depending on where you're watching it, Hulu, iTunes, DVD, uh, it could be a different episode. This is the episode titled The Road Not Taken. Uh, first aired October 17th, 1992. Um, this was written by Thomas J. Wright. Um, I think he wrote one of the other episodes we watched, right? The first one? Or directed by Thomas J. Wright. He, oh, he's the guy who directed the pilot and oh. uh, also directed No Holds Barred. Dipping um, his toe back in that Highlander and, pool. Yeah. Uh, and it was written by Terry Nelson. Uh, this is his first episode of Highlander he wrote, although he writes a couple more, I believe. Um, he wrote a lot of Walker, Texas Ranger episodes, Ooh. as well as Swamp Thing, which was a fairly short-lived TV show, but oh, wow. I, I remember watching that yeah. all the time. Yeah, That's that was really fun. cool. Um, and so this uh, episode guest stars Soon Tech O as Kim Sum. Um, he was in Beverly Hills Ninja. He was also hip in the James Bond classic Man with the Golden Gun. Ah. So he's like kind of uh, the Felix Leiter in that movie. Um, huh. So he pretty 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 big big guy yeah. there. Highlander does not disappoint on the guest stars, no. I think. They they get a lot of pretty pretty solid actors. They do. Yeah, and it's not uncommon that the best performance in the episode is the Oh yeah. is the guest yeah. star. Absolutely. Um and so this episode description just from IMDb so we get a brief overview is a friend of Richie dies suddenly after being captured during a diamond heist. The police believe it to be a drug overdose, but Richie insists his friends would never have done drugs. Duncan believes it to be the work of a potion developed by Kim Sum, an immortal he once knew. Which, even that IMDb description sets the tone for this episode as just an anti-drug commercial. <laughs> yeah. Like, the yeah. whole thing is just like, my friend would never do drugs. You know how strong he was coming out of that neighborhood, never doing drugs? <laughs> yeah, he had a future. Yeah. He worked out. <laughs> because he didn't do drugs. Yep. Drugs are bad. So, uh, this episode starts with a jewelry heist. Mm-hmm. Although it's not really clear where they are, I they, guess. It looks like they're in a, like, a waiting room of yeah. a doctor's office. Like, it's like a tiny little room. It's like yeah. a closet with a, with a window. Yeah, like there, there's, like there's no decoration. Is there even a sign to tell you where he's going? No, that would have been a big help if they just put, I think, some sort of sign. That so just I guess said we should say he, Diamond like, Mart. A, a guy, like a bicycle courier, like, bikes up to this office building, and, like, he, he just... Walks to this office. He's bumping people. He's, like, not watching where he's going. But he, he seems to be, like, in some kind of trance or something. Dressed as a bicycle messenger. Yeah. yeah. So this man is very non-threatening. Yep. Oh, yeah. He's a ponytail. Oh, yeah. 
He looks a lot like Adrian Paul. Like Yeah, he does. I thought they looked very similar. When he gets to the, like the diamond exchange, there's there's also this other Asian gentleman standing there. We don't know who he is. Yep. Um, but when he, when the bike messenger gets there, he like spazzes out and like hulks out and he rips like the plexiglass yeah, window out awesome. of the wall. It is awesome. Uh, and then this 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 mysterious Asian guy in the suit uh, is like taking pictures of him yeah. and like timing T- timing it uh, timing it and I guess timing how long it takes the security guards to get there. That's when he stops it. Uh, which also. I the didn't, camera he's using? It's like a little, like, spy, like, lipstick I forget the names of those. Like, they, right? had those like, they had those, like, film cartridges that went in. Yeah. They were like a little plastic reel-to-reel thing that, like, you didn't have to pull out the film and, like, clip it in. I don't know. It was a, I remember having a camera when I was a kid like that. Which, also, all I'm saying is, like, if apparently this is a diamond store, they're going to have security cameras. And, like, today, it wouldn't at all be suspicious for everyone around to, like, have their phone out taking right. pictures of this. But if this dude is in there with, like, this <laughs> little spy cam, like, going, taking all these pictures, like, you're bringing that guy in for questioning. <laughs> yep. At bare minimum, because you want the photos. Right. Sure. Or more likely, because you obviously were involved in this. Yeah. Uh, so, this guy robs the store, and he takes, like, the store clerk hostage. Yep. And he goes outside. And there's police out there waiting. They're like, Freezer, you're dead. Like, stop it or you're dead, mister. Yeah. <laughs> These are like the most aggressive cops. Yeah, they like... th- they thrust their guns out in front. Yeah. Like, it's really dramatic. Um, and so this bike messenger ends up fighting with one of the cops and then has, like, another spaz out and just, like, collapses. And that's the end of the scene. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Um, so then we find out Tess is leaving town. Because she has an art show in Paris. Ah, Because uh, they Paris. need to get her out of this episode because I guess they had nothing for her to do in it. Yeah. Um, and the dialogue when she leaves is amazing. Because Duncan <laughs> keeps on mentioning that he's going to get out his, like, little black book. And, like, the oh, whole yeah. thing. They're just, like, very casually joking about how Duncan's going to cheat on her. Yep. And it's like, how is she being so chill about this conversation? Because yeah. it also wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> He's basically joking about how he's going to cheat. Yeah. Right? Like, and, and then to punctuate that scene, she gets in the cab and leaves. Duncan has been talking about cheating. Then Richie enters, leans on the side of the door, and looks longingly at Duncan. Yeah, he's just and I was staring like, at him. Wait. Like, I was like, are they going to have an affair? <laughs> I couldn't read that scene <laughs> Is his at name all. in the black book? <laughs> Which may or may not be out of date. But he was looking at him so like Duncan could take him to the hospital to visit his like dead friend or yeah. whatever. Well, he so, doesn't know he's dead at this point. Oh, yeah, so they, they cut to the hospital because Rishi gets a call that his friend has been hurt or whatever. So they show up. Sergeant Powell, of course, is there because he's investigating and informs Richie, yes, it's your friend Gary. Gary from calls, the old neighborhood. He calls Richie Little Dicky Ryan. Little Dicky Ryan. <laughs> I never forget a rap sheet. And so they argue about, I guess, if Gary was on drugs because mm-hmm. he was like, he was flying on something. And then he was like, Sergeant Powell goes, the witnesses said he was like King Kong on Angel Dust. First, I don't believe for a second that that's an actual quote from <laughs> yeah. a witness. Some witness said this. Yeah. Either way, that's amazing descript- an amazing descriptor of what happened. It's the best. <laughs> However, Duncan has a different take on what uh, happened. They end up seeing the body, which yep. to me seems like out of protocol. Like, really? yeah, like no way. Well, uh, they're not in the morgue also. Like, they're in a hospital. Like, yeah. yeah, like for both the hospital... And for the cops. You'd think that neither one would want them to go see this body. 
Duncan has this theory that like Gary has these bruises on his uh-huh. temple, so he thinks it's a, a cerebral hemorrhage or whatever, and it wasn't mm. drugs either. Here's a good line about that. <laughs> uh, Duncan says, what are these bruises? And then Sergeant Powell is like, uh, I don't know, but we'll see what the M.E. has to say. He's the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you don't know that M.E. stands for medical examiner. I'm yeah. guessing. I guess, was he, maybe was he, was he implying that like, I don't care what you say, Duncan. Like, I'll, I'm waiting for what the doctor has to say. I guess. I think that's that's how I read that line. Like, yeah. yeah. We'll see which, what he has to say. Like, he's the qualified one. He's yeah. the doctor. Which is a perfectly sane thing to say to this sure. like, oh, yeah. Scottish man who's, like, inexplicably in another one of your cases. Then we get another flashback. Uh, so we're flashing back now to China, presumably, uh, in 1780. Um, again, that, that's the... That's, 1680, right? What's that? Is it, I thought it was 1680. Ooh. I have 1780 written down. Mm, fans figured out. Right in. Yeah, let us know. Uh, I think I got my date from the Watcher Chronicles CD, interactive CD-ROM. Could be wrong. I could have written it down wrong. I don't know. But it's a temple on holy ground. Um, also, there's a weird possibility it's not in China. Right. So the, the logo on his... That's not... I, I'm, oh, I'm only going it. by the weird uh, Watcher Chronicle I read, mm. which said he built... Kim Sum built a temple in San Francisco oh, right. on holy ground that he did experiments. So it's, it's possible that it was there. Hmm. But again, none of that is explained in the flashback. That's yeah. you would totally assume what's in China. Yeah. Also, in sixteen whatever, it wouldn't be in San Francisco. Correct. Um, and seventeen eighty, it wouldn't really. No. Nope. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> th- that, that temple is definitely not in America, but where that is is never addressed. Right. Yeah. Well, like because he's wearing, I don't know. Correct me on my Asian symbology, but uh, he's wearing like a red and blue yin yang yeah. symbol on his outfit for the that entire mm-hmm. flashback. Which, unless, unless I'm wrong, that's like on the flag for South Korea. Hmm. Oh. So I, when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, are they in Korea?" Or, or maybe I just don't know things. Who be. knows? I don't know things. I have no idea. So anyway, Duncan has. An interesting accent, right, Eamon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it sounds, like, really current. <laughs> and, like, again, like, he, he's friends with this guy. I have no idea why these two people are friends. <laughs> like, maybe it's because, well, let's get into that in a minute when we explain what's going on with this guy. So he's making a potion. Duncan is like, how are you doing? Have you finally fermented the Quanlo root? I looked that up oh. in many different spellings. Uh, and I also found the, maybe we'll say official spelling on the Highlander trading card game. Nice. Because it is a card that gives you uh, power blocks and power blows. Um. Uh, <laughs> which means power blows. Well, tune back in later when we figure out what the hell that means. Exactly. Yeah, when we play this card game on air later. Yes. We'll figure out that card a little more. We need to learn. Um, so he's he's fermented the Quanlo root. Oh, so I looked up this root thinking like, hey, maybe it is real. No, it's not real. There's okay. no there's no nope. anything like that. All right. Um, and it turns out it gives Kim Kim Sum has a like a sparring match with two of his followers, and they just start beating the ever loving <laughs> shit out of each other. They're like, just wailing on each, each other. other like. And Duncan this? is immediately disgusted. Oh yeah. Uh, so it turns out this like potion. Makes them feel no fear or pain, and they're completely obedient, and they'll just beat the shit out of each other until one of them dies. Yeah. Uh, so Duncan puts a stop to it, and he's like, "This is madness. Like, 
men need to be free. You can't control right. them. And Kim Sum, I guess, has good intentions, right, Kyle? Well, it seems like that from the beginning, but maybe not. Because uh, you were saying, like, how are these guys friends? Well, it's yeah. Like, Kim Sung just seems, like, evil. Like, his <laughs> plot is, like, an evil plot to rob people of their free will. Yeah, and, we, it's like the dictator thing we were talking about before, right. like, with who wins the game. It's like, yeah, okay, you could help someone with a mind control potion, but sure. that's not really a good guy thing to do. Yeah. yeah. And, like, that that's where I don't get, because, like, Duncan is appalled. He's absolutely disgusted by this potion. And yet, later, they're still buddies and, like, smiling and getting along. Like, they do seem to genuinely like each other, despite these, like evil, maniacal, like, machinations to enslave humanity with <laughs> this, like, weird potion. Yeah, and it's obvious in this, even in the flashback we get, that there's already tension between them mm-hmm. because of it. Yeah. Like, okay. this is not a new problem that he is just discovering. But it's like, it's like, uh, I'm friends with, you know, you, Keith, but, you know, you smoke cigarettes, and that kind of gets on my nerves. Just... Hypothetically. I, I don't smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Just you know, like that's something like oh I my friend. I defend myself for my, some reason. My friend does. No, I don't. My friend does that, and it's annoying. But we still get along. We're still friends. Like Duncan's like friend is trying to like enslave humanity, but he's like, <laughs> oh, but we're still friends. He's not even just trying. Like he's enslaved a couple people yeah. already, yeah. and has murdered them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he keeps on saying, like, when you, in the episode, he keeps on saying, like, I will protect you until you cross the line. It's like, where is your line, man? Because, like, he's way over it already. Oh, yeah. And, oh, and so there, this is, uh, and I don't want to get too far into this because this, this comes up again way, way later seasons. But Kim Sum teases at this. Uh, so Kim Sum has been trying to, to make the, to ferment the Quanlo root to make this potion. He learned about it from uh, a former teacher of his that was mortal. Uh. And that guy had actually successfully done it. And Kim Sum is trying to reproduce it, but has been failing oh. at the moment for like at least 200 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't catch that. That's, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he, Kim Sum makes a comment about like Da Vinci or whatever. And he's like, oh, can you imagine like if they had our immortality, like what what they could coax out of nature? Um, there is this is the, the first mention of this. And it comes up later in other seasons. That's why I don't want to get too far into it. But that immortals don't have the sort of gifts that man does. He will never be able to ferment this. Like that, because that guy was mortal, he can kind of create special. You know what I mean? Like that—that's a gift that man has. Like uh, inspiration. Inspiration and okay. art comes from mortality. It doesn't come from immortality. And they—they—they they, they deal with that in like season four more. Hmm. Um, but I thought that's—it's—it's it's, they plant the seed here. That's um, pretty cool. Which I think is kind of cool. It's like, well, what makes life worth living? All that sort of right. sort of thing, um, which is neat. Uh, Kim Sum still vows that he is going to eventually do this so we cut back to present day um and duncan arrives back at the antique shop which is closed and this is an amazing set of dialogue he comes into the antique shop to find richie sulking in a corner um and i guess duncan's upset because the shop is closed when it's supposed to be open is this a holiday i don't know about yeah it's saint arnold's day Patron saying the tough guys. Uh, <laughs> That's absurd. It's... That's the best. Yep. Also, uh, Duncan's looking good. I like this outfit. The blue coat, blue the coat. red shirt. It's really working. Yes. But also, like, in this St. Arnold's Day, <laughs> who, who is the tough guy? Like, Richie, like, gives, like, a whole eyebrow movement. Yeah. Like, he's, like, trying to drive a point home. Is he the tough guy? 
What's going on? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, or is this joke literally apropos of nothing? <laughs> I think it might be because now I'm really confused. Like, ooh, I don't get it. It's like, why is the shop closed? His answer was basically because I'm a tough guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, also, I just thinking now. This episode aired October seventeenth, nineteen ninety-two. I say next October seventeenth, oh, uh, we all celebrate yeah. Saint Earl's Day. Together, and we'll this do some sort of tough guy stuff. Amazing. Everyone yeah. at home, mark your calendars. Yep, mark them now. We are Pick. all going to get swole. Yeah, oh, so, so Richie's all upset, uh, and he wants to find answers because he doesn't believe this drug thing with Gary, and he's like, I'm going to find out who killed him, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get him. Um, and then Mac is like, I think that might it, it, like bad idea. Like, it might be an immortal that did it. Like, I have a suspicion. Um, and Richie's like, I don't care if you ax him or someone else does. I just care that somebody does. So it's like, wait a minute. Was Richie going to go out and murder this other person? I think. that's. He's like, I don't yeah. care if you ax him. He's like, I was going to take care of him. Like, I think that's the implication there. It is. Yeah, that's but it's weird. absurd. <laughs> yes, it's absurd. Because also, he goes out and tries. And spoiler alert, does not go well. No. No. Duncan goes and visits Kim Sung, who I guess lives in Vancouver now. Right. Yeah. Oh, and also in, in this conversation, Mac mentions to Richie that he thinks it is Kim Sum. And he's like, I met him in 1680 something. So I think that's where you got the date from. Oh, right. And it, yeah. at that other, when the, the, the actual flashback was 100 years later. They've known each other. So it is 1780. 1680 was the first time they met. Gotcha. Who knows mm. when. Also, that's just as an overarching comment on Highlander, the series, that they do a little bit more later. I really wish they revisited more Immortals. Like, in different, like, that's a strong suit of this. It's like, hey, like, they met in 1680. Like, it would be great to see another episode with Kim Sum. You could oh, see yeah. ten more episodes with Kim Sum. Like, yeah. they have the whole gamut of, like, time to play with. And so, I wish they kind of developed a lot of the older relationships or even just had more flashback-only episodes, which they do much later in the series. Like, mm -hmm. the whole episode is just a flashback. So, yeah, Duncan says that uh, Kim Sum isn't really good or bad. He's, he's on the spectrum. Just, like, mortal man. But then, so he goes and visits him. Right. And this creates a problem for the whole holy ground theory. Because while they're there, they do, in fact, fight. They yeah, play they, fight. Yeah, they, they spar. But, but Kim's like, you, he's like, this is holy ground. You can't hurt me here anyway. So, but yeah. Like, you can fight. Right. You just can't hurt each other. Seems to be the, the new stakes. Yeah. So if, if like, Duncan slipped <laughs> and his sword, like, hits Kim Sun. Would he bleed, or what? Or would he? Would it? Would his hand stop? Like, <laughs> I, that's like a great question. Because like, yeah, the, I don't know if I'd say it's a great question. No, I think this is it's a great. This no. is hard hitting <laughs> stuff. No, we're getting serious. into like, it. You're literally playing with swords, like right. Or is it surprising for someone to get injured when they're playing with razor sharp weapons? Like they could severely injure each other, even unintentionally. Sure. Even if they're sparring. Yep. And then what if they were intentionally fighting? Like, we we now know that they're at least able to intentionally try right. to strike each other. Right. So, like, Holy Ground can't stop that. That's true. All right. That's a good point. This is interesting. That is interesting. Mm. So, uh, the Asian guy that we saw at the beginning of the episode, who was taking photos, I feel like it's a long time before they drop his name. But yep. they, rev they, they talk about him, but they never say who he is. Yeah. I don't know. It's a little weird. So, his name's Chu Lim. And we next see him in this biker bar, and he's trying to recruit, like, 
fat Dave Foley looking character <laughs> to be part of a diamond heist. Cause he's like, we figured out how to do it. Like, right. You guys should do it. And I guess they were friends with Gary and they're like, what'd you do to Gary? And he's like, it's not part of my plan anymore. Yeah. So they're friends with Gary. They see this guy who like basically got Gary killed. He fights them and then they agree to work for him. Yeah. Which, that entire fight is silly. Like, it starts very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like everyone in the show, he knows karate. Yeah. Uh, and then, it seems like the, the like he knocks the one guy over. The second guy walks up to him in just the least threatening way ever. <laughs> like, he walks up to him, like, he's like, well, I'm just going to go up to the bar. And yeah. it just gets laid out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so eventually we find out from Sergeant Powell that Gary didn't have any drugs. Duncan was right. Um, and Richie is off on a mission to find out what happened to Gary. So we next see Richie interrogating a dude on the street. Richie is wearing a American flag. <laughs> the, yeah, the American flag headband. <laughs> and his, his, he's still wearing his classic green green jacket. It's like motorcycle jacket. It's like green leather. Yeah. Uh, but what struck me about this scene that's great is like we see him interrogating this guy. Like, oh, why don't you tell me? It's all like just nonsen- nonsensical sort of meaningless dialogue. Like, yeah. tell me something. Like, come on, man. Why, aren't you being, why are you being an asshole? Then Richie starts being like, hey, man, why are you being like this? Why don't you get out of my face? Get out of my face. And they cut to Richie. Richie is like an inch away from this guy's. Richie <laughs> is so up in this guy's face and being super aggressive. And he's like, why don't you get out of my face, man? It's like, Richie, you're up in this guy's grill. <laughs> Uh, so then the guy runs away. Like, this guy's just bolting from Richie. Richie chases him, and then the guy, like, punches Richie out and, like, knocks him down. And, and apparently mugs him. Oh, and him. mugs him, I We guess. find out later he also <laughs> took his money. Which I guess at this point, like, if some guy chases you and forced you to punch him in the face, like, yeah, Why not maybe you his get his money? wallet for your trouble. I'm yeah. sure. Uh, so Richie meets an old friend. In, the, in an alley there because he's back in his old stomping grounds. Angie. Um, Angie. She's Angie. a tough broad who is like just making it on her own in the city. Yeah, and she works at a... Whatever she, city it is. Yeah, she works here. at um, like a, a soup kitchen or like a homeless shelter. Yeah. And so they go to the homeless shelter and the first thing Richie says when they go in there is there's an awful lot of bread and bologna here <laughs> for a homeless shelter. Really? Because I feel like that's exactly what a homeless shelter would probably yep. have a lot of. Bread and bologna. That's right. It's really... It's, I don't, yeah, he makes it, it sound like they're living high on the hog. Like yeah. Champagne and caviar. It's like, yeah, bread and bologna. Yeah. And also, Richie's like kind of from the streets. Like, yeah. I feel like he would be clued into like what this is all about. But apparently not. Nope. I don't think I'd ever use the term clued in to describe Richie. In Bread and baloney. So they talk for a while about, like, Richie's situation, and they talk more about, like, anti-drug stuff and Gary. Um, and Richie, this, this I thought, was really an odd bit. It's really nitpicky. Richie's like, oh, like, I'm living at this anti- Like, they've mm-hmm. taken me under my win- their, their wing. And he's like, yeah, Tess owns this antique store. And I'm like, wait, Tess owns the antique store? Like, that, to me, didn't make any sense. Like, is shouldn't it be Duncan's antique store? Like, she's an artist. I thought it was. I thought it I was, too. I mean, they never called it up before, but again, in the original movie, Connor owns an antique store. I mean, it kind of makes sense. An immortal would, like, collect all these things. Yeah, he has, like, baubles and stuff from all... Like, in the first episode, he gives her a necklace that, like, Napoleon had or something. I don't remember. Uh, But it's just very strange that it's like, oh, it's Tess's store? I don't know why that is. Maybe Mm -hmm. tax reasons, because Duncan's immortal. Uh, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> one thing tax lawyers out there figure out the immortal clause and the tax code. One thing Richie says about Duncan is that he's on the cutting edge of the antique world. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, is it because he has a sword? <laughs> but she knows about Chulin, right? She says that Gary got mixed up with Chulin at some point. Right, and oh, and then they have this absurd exchange, which I'm not sure who's being like more obtuse in it. Richie's like, "Oh, is he Chinese?" Which is like, "Oh yeah, this." <laughs> which is like oh, kind of a weird question. Yep. And her response is like way over the top. She's like, "No, from the Irish Chew Lins." <laughs> yeah. And it's like, like, it's like you know there are other Asian people. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's also, not, like there could be an Asian person or an Irish person who is also Asian. Like, that's a possibility <laughs> yeah. that an Asian person was born in Ireland. But, like, her response is like, no, you goddamn idiot. <laughs> like, of course he's Chinese. <laughs> As though, like, what? Because Kip Sung's Chinese? Like, he can only have another Chinese, like, protege? I guess. It's insensitive. Yeah, yeah. basically. So, Dunk Duncan and Richie are both searching for answers, like, independently. So, Duncan's mode of searching for answers... Is driving is around. driving around to Brian Adams... Looking in around Chinatown in Vancouver, yep. like he has no, he doesn't ask anybody anything. He nope. is driving aimlessly mm -hmm. and then stumbles across a door that looks <laughs> familiar. Like that, like he, what was his plan? He has no plan. By dumb luck, he sees the door that he recognizes and that's it. And so then he finds Chu Lin. It was another good. Or search. excuse me, Kim Sum. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good. Uh, another good searching montage. Mm -hmm. Like I hope these are a trend. In our <laughs> yeah, last they really episode, had to pad the episode. He didn't get out and point though. I wanted him <laughs> to get out and point. He just drove around. It's, he's like Batman on patrol or something. So he meets Kim Sum, and Kim Sum tells him what's going on. That Chu Lin was like an assistant of his that stole the potion, um, but Kim Sum is afraid to leave holy ground. Uh, to look for him. Mm -hmm. um, also, the guy who plays Kim Sum is amazing. He is super theatrical. Like, oh yeah, he is. He spins around at a couple of <laughs> oh, lines. Yeah, like, His, every like, line he delivers. Awesome. It's yeah, great. So they get dressed, or I guess Kim Sum. He's he's wearing like a, a robe or something, like some sort mm -hmm. of traditional Chinese monk. Oh garb. yeah, he looks cool. Yeah, uh, but then to go out into like off holy ground, he decides he needs to like dress in like street clothes yeah the costume designer in this he wears blue khakis yep. a blue <laughs> button-up shirt and a blue trench, blue trench coat, coat yeah. it's his, awful he puts on his blue suit yep. <laughs> uh richie finds the biker bar uh he goes there with uh with angie and he's gonna see if he can find some answers about chu lin and she's gonna stay outside and he goes i'll be back which I think that's another Arnold call callback. Yeah. Well, you, gotta, you gotta honor the man on his day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so Richie goes in and he can't get any answers from the bartender. But of course, Angie comes in. Yeah. One thing I want to say him. about yeah, this, bribes the guy. this exchange with the bartender, he tries to order a beer and it's <laughs> oh, refused right. because he's underage. So then he orders coffee in a biker bar. <laughs> Which is absurd. <laughs> and then the bartender gives him the coffee. <laughs> so it's like, this is the like friendliest, least friendly bartender on the face of the earth. It's like, you're in here illegally. No, I won't serve you beer. Do you have coffee? Like, he should be out on his ass. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, here's some coffee. Do you want some cream with that? <laughs> so at this point, everybody's kind of found out the same info. Duncan and Kim Sum know where Chulin is, I guess. 
I don't know yeah, how they find out where he is, but they know. Yeah. And Chu Lin is on the verge of tricking these bikers who have already dismissed his diamond heist plan as Because he wants to carry out the safe. He's like, you're just going to go in and carry the safe out. Yeah. So they're like, okay, let's, let's kick rocks. And then he's going to trick them into drinking this tea. Which has yeah. been poisoned with the, like, the potion. Right. Yeah. Just on the grounds that, like, it would be offensive if you didn't. And they're all like, oh. Also, when he presents his plan to carry out the, the safe, uh, Fat D Foley character is like, hey, you need some more hamburger helper. Right yeah, there. I wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> what did he like? Mean? And he does, like, the crazy motion. Like, he puts his finger to his head and goes, like, cuckoo, you need more hamburger helper. Chulin gives them this tea. And Fat Dave Foley is like, the hell, what the hell is this? And he's like, oh, it's an ancient Chinese custom, like, partake in tea. And he flips out. He's like, tea? I hate tea. It's like, didn't you know I hate tea? And he's like, <laughs> he loses it. And he's like, please just take the tea, because it would be very impolite if you did. And well, then, then he they, says, they're like, why don't you have any tea? And he's like, well, as the host, I'm not allowed to have it or yeah. something weird. I'm like, this is very suspicious. Yeah, and they're being very deferential to his like made up tradition yeah. <laughs> also as far as fashion goes in this episode i think it's this duncan is wearing a vest like just as far as 90s fashion goes chu lin everybody has a button up a collared button up shirt that is all the way buttoned like not the top button unbuttoned That's in, like in seinfeld too not to talk about seinfeld on the <laughs> highlander podcast but he always wears his shirt buttoned up to yeah. the top button and it just looks like I'm uncomfortable watching it just because I'm like, oh, it's so stuffy and everything. Yeah. I don't know. It's very, I don't know. I don't know what the, I, like, I don't know if it's like being more casual, I guess, just without the tie. I don't yeah, know. That's, like, a, that's a hallmark of early 90s fashion. Yeah. It's yeah. like the button up and the puffy shirt. Uh, so Richie shows up and it causes like the biker dudes to like scatter, I guess. Uh, so then he has like a little face off with Chu Lin, mm -hmm. but he's going to lose. Because he doesn't know how to do anything, and yeah. he's unarmed. And he has, like, a stick. He's fighting... Yeah. Shulin has two little swords. Yeah. And Richie is fighting him with, like, a, a two-by-four. Yep. Yeah. Uh, then, luckily, Duncan and Kim Sum show up. They're, like, really happy to be there. Like, when Duncan and... Um, what? I'm sorry, what's his name again? Shulin? Or, or, or Kim, Kim Sum? Kim his Sum. Yeah. yeah, when Duncan and Kim Sum come in, like, they're grinning, practically. Like, <laughs> when they, so... when, even when they're fighting. So yeah. Duncan takes on Shulin, who's got two swords. Yeah. And I guess the idea is, like, Duncan is such an experienced fighter, because mm -hmm. he's 400 years old, that, like, this is child's play. Yeah, man. but he's uh, giddy. Oh, he's yeah. He's, like, giddy. And, and then, like, you know, the other guy's, like, walking around them, smiling and, like, smirking. <laughs> very weird i guess it's have to be more fun when you don't think that the other person can kill you in any way yeah yeah i guess so and but you like could you seriously maim and or murder them yeah. <laughs> also um um i'm doing bad with these names sorry everyone uh, the, yeah chu lin he's not immortal no right but he knows about immortals from kim sum okay because i a, a non-immortal fighting an immortal? I feel like that's not fair. Like, <laughs> would Duncan have killed him if it came to that? If, like, that's that's what I'm curious about. It, it doesn't seem fair. Hmm. What do you guys think about that? Immortal versus mortal well, in, a, in a duel. Well, I don't think Duncan would have killed him because that's just not how he rolls. Right. Like, he's not going to kill this guy. I wonder if there are rules pertaining to that in the future. Probably aren't. I don't think I don't, so. I don't think so. Also, because I think that's one of the cruxes of the series is like, how do immortals treat mankind? Like, who thinks they're above them and who 
thinks they're equal or right. whatever. Like, who shows them respect and all that sort of stuff. I don't know. But Kim Sung is not as magnanimous about the whole thing. No, so Kim Sung ends up coming in and killing Chu Lin. Because mm-hmm. Duncan wants him to confess, but he gets killed. So anyway, then Duncan and Kim oh, Sung yeah, have a fight. exonerate Gary. Yeah. Right? yeah. And Kim Sung, the, the foxy soldier that he is was like teasing earlier during their sparring match like seeming like he was all out of shape and couldn't fight well turns out he's still got some moves but it also turns out duncan was faking too and duncan's been fighting uh, left-handed the whole time and he's right-handed so they they both put a little switcheroo they're doing other. a little princess bride yeah they just yep, saw here. the writers just yeah. saw that movie yeah. and they're like yeah let's do it yep and also at this point we kind of find out that why Kim Sum has still been wanting to perfect the, the potion. Oh, it's not to help mankind. Anymore. He's afraid. Yeah. Which right. I thought this was cool. Yeah. Like it, this, this is, is a good. Yeah. I thought this was a really interesting because it's like how are all these different people trying to play the game? Because mm-hmm. some people are trying to hide from it, like Duncan's trying to hide from it. Like Connor is like actively hunting evil immortals. Right. Duncan's just trying to live his life and just goes out and fights whenever it comes up. But, like, he's got this whole mortal scheme where, like, he will hopefully survive the gathering by perfecting this potion. But then Duncan tells him that this, like, won't work at the gathering. Mm-hmm. How does he know that? And, like, why won't it work? Yeah. Like, he says, like, very clearly, like, this will not save you at the gathering. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. If well, you he had an army of super strong, fearless mortal slaves, it might. I don't know. Like, he wants he wants the mind-controlled mortals to fight the immortals and kill them. So or he doesn't have them to, enough right? He can then Come step in. in. Can a mortal chop off an immortal's head? We'll be talking about that maybe. More oh, well, later. yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, we'll talk about that later. Oh, okay. Uh, hmm. So, when Kim Sum shows that he's, like, not defenseless. Duncan's like, didn't think you were that defenseless. Kim Sum yells, so sue me! As he's flipping <laughs> over. <laughs> he, he does cartwheels and then swan dives yep. over, like, a pile of tires. <laughs> <laughs> so sue me! <laughs> that was very funny. I wrote that down. Uh, I actually thought the action in this episode was pretty entertaining. The last fight's pretty cool. Yeah, the fight's yeah, cool. Like, yeah. And, yeah, the fight, the fight with Duncan, you know, is, is good. Like, when he fights um, Chulin. Chulin. That's, that's, a good, that's a good fight. Uh, so it ends up, Duncan decides not to kill Kim Sum, but let him go. But he warns him he's, like, crossed the line. And next time he sees him, he's going to, like, it's over. Yeah. We're not friends anymore. And then the episode ends, I guess, uh, with Richie and Angie. Well, well this is oh, amazing. God. <laughs> this sequence. It, Angie finally gets to come back and see the antique shop. And he gives her the tour and for some reason takes her in to Tess and, and Mac's bed. And closes the door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is so creepy. Yeah, it was extremely creepy. And she, she immediately catches on, catches on to. Like, <laughs> she does not like this. Right away, she's like, no, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> but Richie goes in for it anyway. Yeah, so, like, but she seems, like, okay with, like, okay, yeah. I'll smooch this yeah. guy. But, like, <laughs> let's b- dial it down. And then, of course course duncan and tess comes in come in because she's returned from her art show that was like what a day long i yeah. guess like in paris <laughs> yeah i don't know how long you we were supposed to think this was i don't know either yeah, that's that's hard to track i can't guess i can't imagine more than like a couple days yeah or maybe this isn't even the same day anymore maybe he was just rekindled with his old boo mm-hmm. and they are going from there 
And I think he says something like, oh, sorry to interrupt, but I was under the impression this was our bedroom. It's <laughs> like, I feel like when your, like, sort of adoptive son is about to try to do it in your bed, like, that's a line. Sure. They've crossed. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so they kick him out, and then Duncan and Tess just go, go right at it. <laughs> yep. Because he's like, like he's like, how was the art show? I'll tell you later. And she's like, how, how was your, your time? And he's like, I'll tell you later. And then just like, bang. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so one interesting thing, so that's the whole episode, I guess. Uh, one interesting thing that gets revealed, I think it gets mentioned in this episode, or maybe I found it in the Watcher Chronicles. Mm. It definitely comes up later. They do reveal the name of this city. Oh, they do. They do. It is called Seacouver. Seacouver? Uh, <laughs> 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 yep. That sounds dirty. <laughs> Awful. That is, yeah, that's like a gross. Seacouver. <laughs> yep. Like, oh my god. Is it, like that sounds like something you contract. Yeah. Yep. Thought, did we miss anything on this one? Um, mm. I thought it was a fun episode. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I will say this is really nerdy. Um, Richie in his American flag headband looks like the character Keith Howard from Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> and so ba- we can bandit put- Keith. That's right. We'll, we'll put a picture of that up on uh, yeah. Twitter and Facebook yeah. so everyone can see it, it, the it resemblance. It needs to be seen. Also, when Richie is looking at Gary, I think I sent you guys a picture of this. Like, Richard is, or Richie is staring at Gary in like the hospital bed, and it's the Richie has two weird stares in this episode. <laughs> like, he's looking at Gary like in the creepiest, weirdest <laughs> way, and then that thing with Duncan where I just couldn't read that at all. Yeah, I thought both of those were were pretty amazing. Super awkward. Um, yeah, so I guess that about does it for this episode, unless anyone has anything else? I just, no? I mean, I think this was the best episode so far in the Absolutely. run. Yeah. yeah. This, this feels more like what a Highlander episode is. Yeah. Uh, or could be. I mean, it had like a pretty strong moral core. Uh, the good, flashbacks, I yeah, think. Yeah, good flashbacks. Did an okay job. Uh, Another immortal, like some fighting. Yeah, good sword fighting in this episode. Yeah, and I think both Mac and the, and Kim Sung, like, deliver pretty solid performances oh, in, yeah, in this episode. Cool. Yeah, this is a good one. Uh, definitely watch this episode. So yeah, that was episode three, The Road Not Taken. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, uh, at The Rewatchers. And make sure to interact with us and send us your questions, comments, uh, stuff you guys know about Highlander or want to add. Um, you can email us at highlanderrewatched at gmail.com. Make sure you rate us on iTunes and share us with your friends. Um, and yeah, I guess that's about it. Oh, and make sure you follow uh, The Art of Eamon on uh, Instagram and Twitter, and what's the, uh, the yeah, Eamon B. Doc uh, on Instagram and Twitter, and I'll have some Highlander fun time art on there, too. Awesome, cool. Well, uh, this has been your Highlander rewatchers for Episode 3, Kyle, Eamon, and Keith. Uh, thanks for joining us. See thanks, ya. Thanks, guys.